still brand new, still the same message that Jesus gave to his apostles and still the same today. And people need the Lord Jesus Christ and need salvation. Look at verse 3. Matthew 13, 3, let's pick up there. It says, And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds uh, fell by the wayside, and the foes came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had no much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But others fell on unto good, good ground, I'm sorry, and brought forth uh, fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who had ears to hear, let him hear. Let's pray heavily, Father. Thank you, Lord, that the message of salvation is still the same, still brand new. The gospel, the good news of the gospel that travels through this world. Oh, through, through, Lord, through the internet, through radio waves, through from the mouth of your children. Lord, it travels all over the place. It's a brand new message. Lord, you have ears to hear. May they open their hearts and listen to the message that comes directly from your heart. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. All right, so tonight we go, the, I, I choose this, Go Ye Therefore, as our team for our missions conference. Go Ye Therefore. Tonight is uh, sowing seeds for the master. Folks, our world is full of bad news. I mean, it doesn't take much. Go listen to the local news and you see how many bad news we have. If you watch the evening news every day and any type of, uh, of news throughout the day, you will agree that to me that it's depressing out there by watching bad news. Unfortunately, uh, news is in our day seems to be one bad story after another bad story. If you have a bad story, if it's bad enough, it might make the news. <laughs> a good story, good folks, what they do, you know, and they go, go unknown. Only the bad guys make the news. You know, so don't, be, don't try to you know, get in the news, okay? <laughs> so anyway, it is the type of news that those you receive will, I'll go back a little bit, but tonight I want to remind you that there is still good news. And this news comes directly from the heart of God. You know, mission started with God. And he gave them command to, to, commission to us. So it is a type of news that those who receive it will be forever transformed. It is the good news of the gospel. I remember, i put it this way. I remember when the gospel reached to me. I remember when that man in the old, you know, a church that don't exist anymore, uh, said to me, would you want to accept Jesus as your Savior this morning? And I said, yes. And he opened the Bible and he went to the Romans road and gave me the gospel. And right there, during that morning service, I put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and receive him as my Savior. It's one thing that I did that morning. I didn't think about religion or being religious. It's one thing that I wanted. I wanted Jesus that day. I heard the gospel. I heard the news. I wanted that. I wanted that Jesus that I didn't know. You know, some people say, oh, I've been baptized. Oh, I went to this church and that church. You know what? Nothing in that would take you to heaven. Nothing. It's false hopes. And many people rely on that hope. But the good news today is that Jesus saves, and he's still saving people. I want to remind you that the gospel is the good news. It is a type of news that never gets old. It's always new. This good news has been reaching people throughout the ages to this very day. It is a message of salvation to a lost world. Now, 
of all the parables of the, of the Lord Jesus, this is one of the most well-known, one of those, this parable right here. It is designed to teach the truth that only a prepared heart can and will receive the gospel message. The, the gospel will come to every person, but only those who open their hearts, open the doors of their hearts, and invite Jesus in, only those can get salvation. You know how many times we reach to people and they go, oh, uh, thank you, I'm all set. Seems like it's the, the, the statement of the day, I'm all set. Oh, I, I have my religion. Oh, I'm doing this. I'm a good person. I didn't, didn't commit any crime. And Jesus, you know what the Lord says to these people? Listen, the only thing I want you is for you to open your heart so I can come in. I'll forgive your sin. I will come and dwell in you. I will take you to heaven. And people say to God, thank you very much. I don't want that. Can you imagine that? But what do we do? Should we give up in despair? Should we give up and say, what's the use? No. You know what? There's always someone who will listen. There will always someone who was as hard as ready to receive the gospel message. So what do we do? We go in the highways and byways of life. We go all over the place. And we keep giving this wonderful news. And some will hear. Look what Jesus says right here in the parable. It says right here. Look what it says. It says, uh, But others fell on good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. And he concludes, he concludes with that. Who had ears to hear, let him hear. Wow, what a wonderful statement the Lord makes right there. So, so what do we do with this wonderful gospel message? Um. It is a wonderful gospel that we should go and proclaim and give it to those who will want to hear. We should never put ourselves in the place of God, never, because He is the one who saves us, not us, but who saves not us. But there's nothing wrong if we question someone who claims to be saved and have no love for God at all, as love, as church, or no, as people. Some other, uh, some, some come to the altar and make a profession that they, that they, uh, they. And then turn around and go back to the old ways of life. And never is no transformation on them. But let me put it this way. It's not for us to question or to say that person is not saved. Our, our job is to give the gospel to those who need. Okay, so tonight let's look about this as we look at the, uh, this message from, from several points tonight. I'm going to give you a few quotes. Sowing seeds for the master. You know, is what we do as I get to these points. Is what we do. Okay. Some sow the seed. Some water the seed, some water the seed, and before we know there is a harvest, God gets the glory. You know, I put it this way. I told Sarah, I don't know if she remembers that, I said that it was, we were sitting in our living room, and I said, you know what? You can go to the country of Japan, and you can sow seeds and sow seeds and sow seeds and sow seeds, and you never reap. Let's say you've been there for 20 years, whatever years I told her. You know, and after 20 years, you lead one to Christ. You know what? It is worth the whole thing. You know why? Because even the heavens rejoice when one soul gets saved. You know why? Because it's one last one that goes to hell is going to heaven. So it is worth it. It is worth it. You know why? Because... We humans are easy to compare. Oh, so-and-so is doing so good here. Why am I doing good here? Listen, we serve the same Jesus. 
We serve the same Lord. He puts some in the places with they can reach thousands. But he, some, he puts some in the countryside. He puts some in the inner cities. He puts some in, in obscured places and nobody even knows. But you know what? God knows better than we do. Okay, let's look at this from several points. Let's talk about a few minutes tonight and let's talk about this sowing seeds for the master. Number one, the sower's vision. Look at verse 3 where it says, And he spake unto many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, the sower went forth to sow. Now, class tonight, what is a parable? Okay, let me put it. Okay, listen to me. Okay, I'm going to, this is me. That's the way I put it. It's a heavenly, uh, an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Okay? Jesus uses an earthly story, but the meaning is heaven. Okay? So he's using practical, right here, he's using practical a sower, you know, a farmer that goes and spreads seeds on the ground. But the purpose here is the seed of the gospel. So it's not literally seeds he's talking about. He's talking about the heart of man, and he's talking about the power of the gospel, what does in the lives of people. If a person opens his heart and let the gospel come in, the Bible says right, it's a good soil. It will produce much fruit. So let's look at this, the sower's vision. What is the sower's vision in this passage? His vision is to sow seeds. Folks, Jesus, the master teacher, is teaching us a valuable lesson here. In order for us to reap a harvest, we must first what? Sow seeds. Really, you cannot reap a harvest if you don't have no put seeds on the ground. All right? Without seeds, there is no, no harvest. Without seeds, there is no fruit. So what do we do first? Okay. Some missionaries go to the mission field, and what they do, they sow seeds. And years later, somebody come along, you know what? They reap. Where's the missionary? I don't remember the name of it, but um, actually it was a movie made out of it. Missionary went to, the, uh, to some rare, uh, oh, I forgot what country it is, uh, and he went with a group of people, and they all got killed. Years later, I guess he went there. His son, and you know, he reaped the, the harvest that his father saw it, the son, what a blessing. You see, we should never get the spirit like, oh, nobody heard the message. You don't know. You might put water in somebody's heart. You don't know. You might plant a seed in somebody's heart. You see, it's not for us to know. It's for us to go and tell. You see, the sower's desire, letter A, if you have an outline right here. The sower was, was one desire, as he enters the field, I'm sorry, to get the seed into the soil. So he wants to plant his crop so that he can reap a harvest at the proper season. Just sowing, and sowing desire is for us to continually sow seeds uh, in the ground so we can have a continual harvest. We must plant seeds. I'll tell you what, I remember my grandfather was a farmer. I'm not much of a farmer, but I watch him do. He was very unique about it. He used to have like two harvests in the same season. Here was what he did. He planted corn. All right, the corn grows up, you know, tall. I mean, some corn is small, but his, the corn that he planted, I don't know what type of corn it was, will grow about like five feet tall. But you know what he did in the middle of that? He would plant like uh, uh, beans. He would plant like, um, what is the other thing he planted? Uh, um, not... Uh, onions, uh, was uh, garlic. You were planting garlic and beans. So when the harvest came to the corn, they took the corn out of the field. Guess what? It was the second harvest coming out. It was the time for, for, the, for the beans and the time for the, for the garlic. I don't know how he did it. 
that. But he did it every year. He always changed it away. You see, the same thing for us. You know, we plant seeds. Oh, I wouldn't plant the seeds. I didn't take them. No, we continue to plant seeds. And if you do that, you know what? We have a continuous harvest. So Jesus is talking about a very practical thing for us to understand here. Okay, so look what it says actually in Acts 1, chapter 1, verse 8. It says, actually go there because it's a very popular verse. But go there. It's good to see it. It says, but ye shall receive. He said, ye, look at that word ye, mean you, all of us, shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witness. Look what it says. Unto me both in Jerusalem, our Jerusalem, in all Judea, our Judea. And in Samaria, our Samaria, and look what it says, and into the other most parts of the earth. And you say, Pastor, how in the world can I do that personally? How can I go this and this and this and go to the other most parts of the earth? I don't ever left my, you know, United States. Maybe some of us did. But anyway, you know why? That's how we partner with missionaries. You know, they go to the other most parts of the earth with the gospel. Okay? And to preach the gospel to every creature. Let me put it this. Let's go to letter B, the source mandate. Go to Matthew chapter 28. There's a mandate right there. It says right there in the verse 19, it tells us where to go. It doesn't tell the pastor and the deacons to go. It tells everybody in the church to go. Look what it says. Go ye therefore. You know, if you look at the origi original language right there, it's written in the present tense. I like that verb, present tense. You know what I mean? It means it's a continual thing. In every generation, he tells you, he tells me, he tells you, you know what, to go. Listen, Christianity it was not made to be a spectator sport. It's not like we sit in the pews and go, yeah, you go. Hey, hey, you get in the, in the arena. No, it's a participation. We all participate. We're all part of this great, wonderful gospel that we share with the world. You say, Pastor, but nobody wants to hear. You heard. I heard. Who are we to question that people won't hear? You know what? There's always someone that will hear. And you know what? The Bible says that we are to, to tell those who don't know about the Lord. So this is a mandate given to every single Christian. Every Christian is mandated to be involved in the work of the Lord. Every Christian is mandated to be involved in the work of the Lord, of sowing seeds, watering the seeds, you know what, so we can have a harvest. Listen, please. This is a great privilege given to us. We have a message that changed our life that changed our lives and now we are we are called to give the message that we receive to someone else you know the blessing you know someone give that message to you you receive the message you grow it in the message now you give the message to somebody else that's a wonderful thing and praise the lord for that opportunity that we have so god's mandate to his people is that we take the seed of the gospel into the into the fields of the world and sow it to Glory. You know what? Sarah told me something this morning. She would show me some things in magazines that she have in there. I thought, I mean, silly me. <laughs> I thought that only America sends missionaries to other, to other countries. I mean, like, okay, you know, we the only ones that send our missionaries to other countries. And she began telling me about missionaries in Japan that went to other countries. I'm like, how in the world? I didn't even thought of that. Isn't that a blessing? Isn't that a blessing that we reach them and they go reach others? But they don't say, oh, oh, like the Americans come here. No, they go to other countries themselves. What a blessing. Was that that lady you said is like, what, 90 that went to Senegal? Was that 90 you said? Am I mistaking? 
She's in her 80s. I'm sorry, I said 90s. <laughs> and I mean, here we imagine 80 years, or what, 80 years old, still going to going to the country of Senegal. That's up in Africa. Goodness, and and but that's a blessing to hear that. Because, you know, we in our American mind think it's like, oh, wow, here goes the missionaries again. It's all about, you know what? And then the other countries, they're doing the same thing. You know, they would, I think it's going to come a day that they're going to send missionaries to America. I am telling you, folks, I don't think we're very far from there. Churches are walking so much far away, doctrine is being so wrong, we're going to have missionaries coming to America. Because it's amazing what's going on. So God mandate that his people, uh, to his people, that we are, we are to take the seed of the gospel into the field of the world and sow it for his glory. We are commanded to share the gospel. Is there a burden to get the gospel into the fields of the world? Oh, yes, we have to. So number one, we see the vision, the sower's vision. Number two, we see the sower's method. We see this from verse 4 all the way to verse 8. So as you read these verses, you see the sower casting his seed into the field. As he does, he casts the seed everywhere. He broadcasts as far and wide. He is very liberal with his seeds. He wants to make sure that, that every square inch of the field has been blanketed by the seed. He wants a big harvest, so he casts it everywhere. You know, he's not being like conservative. Some people like to be conservative. Oh, the Lord right here is being very liberal. All right? He's getting that seeds and he spreads them out. He spreads them out. He spreads them out. You know why? Because to him, every heart is important. Every soul is important. Every human being has welcome to the table of God's, God's table. He is welcome there. You know why? So he spreads it out. You know why? Because he gives the opportunity for every heart to receive the gospel. And of course, we see, we see the way he says the condition of the human heart. Some hearts are not ready to receive the gospel, are very hard. You know, how can, listen, you put a seed, let's say a seed fell in a stone. How that seed's going to grow? It won't grow because there's no dirt there. Let's see if there's a little dirt there. How far that seed's going to germinate? You see, follow that. How many hearts, human hearts, are so hard that there's no way to grow. You say, what's well, impossible? Well, nothing, with God, nothing's impossible. What we need to do, listen, circumstances changes, minds change, and a hard heart today can be a soft heart tomorrow. You follow that? We cannot say that person will never receive Jesus. We can never say that. Because they might be hard today, but they might be soft tomorrow. So he gives us the condition of the human heart right here. But he's very liberal. Even God knowing the condition of their heart, God says, I'm going to still spread the seeds. So we'll give it the opportunity to respond. He wants a big harvest, so he casts the seeds everywhere. Such, I'm sorry. Such should it be the message of our sowing as well. We should be sowing seeds everywhere we go. We should be sowing seeds in every soil that we walk upon. You know, I'll put it like this way. I know some pastors tell me this way. Oh, stay away from social media. I don't. You know why? Because I can spread the gospel there for free. Folks, it's free. You can spread the gospel there for free. You know what? But you only can reach a certain type of people. 
So we use all these venues to reach this people and that people and this people. You know why? Because I believe that everyone should hear the gospel. And you say, well, you can't reach the whole world. No, I will reach my world as much as, as I can. And let everybody reach their world. Because you know what? Let me put it this way. I know people that you don't know. You know people that I don't know. It was, what is our, our, our mandate to go and tell them? You know, Sarah is going to Japan. She's going to reach people that we probably never, will never meet in our lifetime. But she will reach her world there too. So let A, we see it is an action method. We are to go, number one. We are to go into all the world. No place is, is off limits. No people, uh, no, no people uh, is off limits. We are to go everywhere and tell everybody. We are to send missionaries. We are to go to our neighborhoods. We are to go to our surrounding neighborhoods. We are to create, on, uh, uh, be creative and use uh, uh, tactics and plants to plant seeds. Note the emphasis right here in that verse, go, both in Mark 16, 15, Matthew 28, 19, means as you, means this was as you go. It means like this, as you pass by, throw seeds. As you pass by, throw seeds. That's what that verse means. You know, go ye, it means as you walk, as you go, keep throwing seeds of the gospel. See, our going and our telling is to be our lifestyle. We are to be living epistles, proclaiming the gospel message as we go through life. Oh, actually, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2 and 3. Let's look and see what it says there for a second. I'll let you get there if you look at there. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. It says, Do we begin again to commend ourselves, or need we as some other epis- uh, epistles or, com- or com- uh, commendation to you, or letter of commendations from you? Ye are our epistles written in our hearts, known and read of all men, for as much as ye are mani- uh, manifestly declared to be the, the epistle of Christ, manifest by us, written not, not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, nine tables of stone, but in flesh, tables of the heart. See, number two, we are to tell. Not only we are to go, but we are to tell. You know, God gave us a mouth, didn't He? You know, listen. Our mouth is made for food, right? We eat. But it was so made to speak. You know, our world, do you hear the profanity that goes on in our world every day? Did you hear that? And they don't care anymore. There's no shame anymore. They just speak as they want. But that's not us, the children of the living God. What we do, we can use words of constructive words. We can use glorified words, words that would, would, would bring someone to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Give them the gospel. What is our message? What is our message? We are to tell them that Jesus, what Jesus did for sinners. We should know that. For I deliver unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Jesus died for our sins according to the Scriptures, 1 Corinthians 15, 4. And that He was buried and that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, 1 Corinthians 15, I mean, it was 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4. And number two is we are to tell them that Jesus, what, uh, what Jesus has done for us. Listen, not only tell them what Jesus can do, but what He did for us. What Jesus has for done for you? You are lost. I mean, some of us got, some of us, not me, but some of us, well, receive the gospel as little kids. 
I was an adult man when I received the gospel. I was already married, had two kids. But praise the Lord for that day. And I have that testimony in my heart what Jesus has done for me personally. You see, number three, we have to proclaim to everybody. Listen, we should never be ashamed of who we are. Oh, oh, I won't tell anybody that I'm a Christian. Why not? Listen, what's, what's there to be ashamed of? I'm a child of the living God. I'm a child of the King of Kings. I'm a child of the one who created me and created all. Why should I be ashamed of calling myself a Christian? You see, some folks never witness because they're always waiting on the Spirit to move them or tell them to, tell them to somebody uh, uh, or to tell uh, somebody about Jesus. Friend, let me put it this way. Uh, we are to go, we are to tell, we have to open our mouths, we have to let them know that Jesus saves. So number one, we see the, the source vision. Number two, the source matter. Number three, the source success. We see this in verse 4 all the way to verse 9. As we read this parable, it becomes apparent that the sower lost some of his seeds. Some it fell on, the, on soil that had been unprepared and that the seed produced no fruit. A sense that is true, was the, was, uh, was the sower's failure? No, it was a successful, he was successful in his work because he filled his mandate. Let me put it this way, okay? That's a good example for us to see here, okay? If you tell somebody about the Lord and they don't want to hear it, is that your fault? Is that your fault? No. Well, why is it not your fault? Because it's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to tell them about Jesus. Their responsibility is to receive. You can't make people believe what they don't want to believe. You cannot make people open the doors of their heart. The only thing you can do is tell them. And you know what? Our responsibility is to tell them. Their responsibility is to receive it. You follow that? Same thing. All right. When I preach to you, a lot of times I preach to myself too. Okay, I, I give you the message that God put in my heart. Which is your, your responsibility? It's to take it. It's to receive it. I am not responsible for how people receive it. So he followed that. So it was a success. Yes, he liberally spread the gospel. He literally threw those seeds everywhere. That part of so he didn't want to miss any little piece of ground. He covered all. You know why? Because he you know, like he's a soul. He's a soul. He's a soul. So you know what? How they receive it, different thing. So the responsibility, the responsibility of the sower. We see this. Look what it says. And when he sowed, verse four, some seeds fell on the wayside, and the false came and devoured them. Some fell upon stony places where they had not, not much earth and for, for with they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scourging because they had no root. They withered away and some fell among thorns and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and brought forth fruit and some a hundred fold, some six, I'm sorry, 64 and some 30 fold. i tell you what, the Lord is very very clear right here. Number one, we see the hard soil from verse 4 to verse uh, actually verse 4 and verse 19, the wayside. It refers to the narrow footpaths that ran beside the, uh, through the fields. And that, you know, when you, when you, you, you walk on, the hard, on, on those paths, the, the ground gets very hard. You know, it's very hard to put for the seed even to germinate there because it's a constantly traffic area. 
And then when you walk, it pats it down. I'll tell you what, the other day, we had a pile of dirt and, uh, in my house, and Miguel was there helping me, and we were there trying. You know, my grandson was the night before jumping on the pile, and it was very clear because the, the, the dirt was a little damp. You know, it was not dry. And there, those areas where he jumped and jumped and jumped, you got the shovel to go there, it was a little hard. Imagine if it was a grown-up jumping on top of that, you know? So there was the hard soil there, so there were the wayside. So when we see the stony soil on, from verse 5 and 6, verse 20, verse 21, this soil place, a place are common in the Middle East, often there will be in a uh, uh, outcropping uh, of limestone rock there covered by a thin layer of topsoil. The soil looks like it's ready, but you know what? It's stony. It, is, it doesn't grow that good. So and the Lord gives us this example in many, uh, in, in this parable right here. He talks about the thorny soil right here. The soil looks like it's ready to be sown, but, but underneath the, uh, the, of the surface is the living roots of seeds and thorns that will choke the seeds. So the seed will never have a chance to grow up or to germinate. You know, same thing, you know, you, 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 okay, you, uh, you, you know what crabgrass is, right? Crabgrass is a good grass, right? Oh, it chokes, it chokes your grass and, and eats it, and, and it only eats it, it kills that spot. And the worst thing is when they, they, they die down, or when they die, they leave that spot of dirt right there. Think about it. You put the seeds on the ground, and this, this thorny soil right there, it chokes the seed. The seed never germinates. But the Lord also talks about the good soil. This is, that's the ones that are receptful of the gospel. You know, you, teach the, you preach the gospel to them or you teach or you tell them about it, you witness to them, and they listen. And you say, well, they listen, but they didn't get saved. Don't lose courage. You know why? Because they might be watering the soil. You might be, you know, like planting a seed because it's good soil. And sometimes it takes a long time to germinate. But the Lord gave us this example, you know, don't look at the, well, I'm giving an example of soil, but you have to understand right here, what he's talking about is the soil of the human heart. You know, the human heart, that's the condition of the heart. Listen, we go out, we use this and this method and that method, we send missionaries throughout the world, and what happens here? You know what? It's different soils. You know, some soils are ready to accept it, others are not. He said, what well, we do. You know, I had one Christian one time say, Pastor, what's the use? You know, nobody wants to hear this anymore. And then what I told them, ye of little faith. Because that's what it is. It comes to that. Ye of little faith. We mean, the, we mean that nobody will hear anymore. I heard. You heard. And others will hear too. You know, the gospel message is still a powerful message. And people need to hear. Well, listen, I tell you what. There's a man on my job. He went on the, on the cruise right now with his family. But anyway, right before he left. And I was not even talking with him. You know, he just approached me, and he started talking about work thing. And suddenly he goes, you know, when I come back from this cruise thing, I, I need to take my family to, to, uh, to church. My wife, my kids, we need to go to church. I look at, I mean, it was out of nowhere. I was not even talking about anything. He just shoot that out to me. And I look, he goes, I, he goes, I need some more stability in my family. I said, that's great. That is great. You know what? I'm there. There's other Christians there, and he hear us talking about the Lord. Listen, we don't hold it back. We just talk. That's the way. That's who we are. You know, we talk to each other. Praise the Lord. I mean, we say it out loud, not purposely to provoke people. That's the way. That's who we are. You know, he sees that. You know what? And out of nowhere, you know what? But guess what? 
Was, is, is he going to church when he comes back? Maybe not. I don't know. But I can see there's a conviction there. There's a conviction there. The human heart, the Lord talks about the human heart here, the condition of the human heart and what the human heart needs. You know what? It's the power of the gospel. The power of the gospel. I'm going to close very, very shortly with this. But see, but the sower right here, give us that example. You have to understand, Jesus spoke in parables many times and he uses the parable as a, a, a just a simple earthly story, but the, the meaning is, is a heavenly meaning. Okay? So I conclude with this. Did you know that there will, be, there will never be a harvest unless the seeds actually sown in the ground? We got to sow seeds. The farmer can, uh, can have the, most, the best soil, the best seeds. But if he don't get those seeds on the ground, guess what? There will be no crops because he never put it on the ground. You know what we need to do? We need to go and sow seeds. We need to put the seeds on the ground. Well, I want to, we want to send as a church, we want to send Sarah to the land of Japan. Oh, so she can go there and plant seeds for the Lord. Go there and plant seeds because you know what? The people of Japan need Jesus Christ as well. They need to hear the gospel of salvation. They need that. Let's get behind her. You know, let's pray for her. Let's get behind her and say, you know what, sister, we support you. You go and reach those people. You know, it's credit to our account, according to Paul. It's credit to our account. Maybe someday when we get to heaven, we'll see someone there just because our sacrificial giving, our, sa- our prayers and sacrifice because we sent someone there to a place we could not go. What a wonderful thing. I tell you what, I love missions. And I love this mission commission that the Lord gave to us. You know, keeps us going, telling others about the Lord Jesus Christ. I am grateful for the person that led me to the Lord. I am very grateful. And I believe you are too. It changed your life. It changed my life. I, I tell you sometimes, I, think about, I don't know who I, where I would be today if it was not for the gospel. I have no idea what I would be today. Probably doing no good out there. Who knows? But anyway, I conclude with this. You know what? Let's sow seeds for the Lord. Jesus wants us to go and be liberal. Not conservative, be liberal, is the word, about sowing seeds for the master. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, so much for this passage of Scripture. Lord, I pray, Father, that we, together, all of us, be like the sower, Lord, just everywhere we go, as we go, as we walk in the places of this world, may we continually sow seeds. May we continually tell others about the Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you can, could stand, please. We're gonna, not, it's not a song of invitation tonight, but it's a, a song of encouragement. I have decided to follow Jesus. Uh, page 470. 470. I have decided to follow Jesus. You can follow right there on the screens. Decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back, 
one join me, still I will follow. Though no one join me, still I will follow. Though no one join me, still I will follow. No turning back, no turning back. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me, the world behind me, the cross before me, no turning back, no turning back. Amen. Should be our determination. I have decided to follow Jesus even if I do it alone. Praise the Lord for that. I hope that's your decision and your commitment tonight that you will follow Jesus even if you do it alone. Because you're not alone, but do you understand what I'm saying? Thank you for being here this afternoon. I know that today is a Saturday evening, and praise the Lord, you took time out of your life to be here. Some of, some of us have been here all day. What a blessing. And others have been here. We laughed, came back. So it was me. I laughed, came back. We did kind of, kinds of stuff. But what a blessing to be here tonight. Let's pray, and we will be dismissed. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, so much for this wonderful day that you give us, uh, the blessing of being in your house and serving you, Lord. I just pray, Father, uh, be with each person tonight. Bless them in a very special way, Lord. Go with us, Lord, as we go to our homes. And, Lord, uh, give us a good night of rest, Lord, and that we be ready to worship you together once again tomorrow. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You are